You're tuned in to the Morning Blitz. All they do is sit around and talk. On 102.5 U-Rock and the Rocking M app. Seven forty Mountain, eight forty Central Time here on this Monday morning. Glad you're with us today on the Morning Blitz. We're getting a little late to this guy. Went a little long in the first segment. That's all right. I don't think anything can drag down our next guest, Riley Gates. He's got to be on cloud ten. That's even higher than cloud nine. Riley, good morning. How are you doing? Uh, I think it's eleven actually. I'm going cloud eleven. Wow, right even better than cloud <laughs> ten. He's on eleven. Yeah, he's a big Dallas Cowboy fan. The Cowboys route the Giants last night in a defensive masterpiece. And, of course, his Kansas State Wildcats sitting at 2-0. and oh. Yeah, you've, you're off to a great start for this football season. You, you, just got, you are high on the hog. There's nothing quite like starting out a football season with, your, with two of your teams, you know, being really good and, and uh, you know, just spiking your expectations to the roof. That way, when they inevitably come crashing down in the late fall, you are just insanely depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's just let's just get negative right now and just prepare for it. Prepare for the worst, oh, I man. guess. Uh, let's let's start with Kansas State. The Wildcats off to a two zero start. The week one win was was fine, but this week two win I thought said a lot because last year they lost to a Tulane team who was very very good when the season ended. This Troy team could be a very good team as well by season's end, and Kansas State dismantled them. What does that say about this team this year and how they took care of Troy in week two? A lot of people forgot that Troy won a bowl game last year over a really good UTSA team. And like, I think people just ignored that and, and kind of thought this was going to be a walk in the park for K-State. And Chris Kleiman said it all week before. He was like, this is going to be a four-quarter game. Like, we're going to be tested. And they were very clearly tested. They they didn't really look all that sharp in the first half of the game. You know, kind of looked slow and groggy a little bit. And if you just told me that they won 42-13, to 13, I would have told you, like, oh, wow, they must have just been dominant from start to finish. And that just really wasn't the case. I really never felt like they were dominant in this game, which I think is actually really encouraging for K-State because, you know, Will Howard didn't look great at times. He made some pretty bad decisions. Um, that interception he threw was one of the worst interceptions he's thrown at K-State since, you know, since he was a freshman kind of making panic decisions. But um, they overcame that, and they, they overcame some, some mistakes at times. So I thought it was really good for K-State to kind of get a, a dominant win by score, but, but also it was a win that you kind of had to grind out and didn't really look all that good in. Overall, what have your thoughts been of Will Howard through two games here? I mean, I think he's, I think he's just really solid, and he's kind of picking up where he left off last year while, while also kind of trying to push himself to be a little bit better. You know, last year he was – I don't want to say he was a game manager. Like, that's not that's not what he was. But, like, it's never like he really took over and, and you're like, wow, look at Will Howard. He was just a really good quarterback that was leading a really good team and obviously made made great plays at times uh, in, in big games, big control championship, obviously. Um, but this year you're kind of seeing him try to be a little bit more assertive, try to be a little bit more dominant. Like, yeah, that, that interception, like I said, it was a really bad decision, but – you know, he's trying to make the big play. He's trying to hit hit a big, deep shot like that. And, uh, you know, I think that's kind of what K-State needs him to be. So if he can start making some a little bit better decision-making like that, um, I think he's going to be real good. Like, yeah, he's got two interceptions, but the one in the first game was – it was off a tip ball. Like, I'm not going to hold that against him. Um, but he's got over 500 yards passing. He's got five touchdowns. Like, 
if you can get 225 yards and two touchdowns a game out of Will Howard, you're going to be a really good football team. Um, and, and so far, he's not done anything that really makes me hit the brakes and be like, uh-oh, that's, that's a little bit concerning. Has the offense of the, I guess, which, which side of the ball has been more impressive to you, the offense or the defense, compared to what you thought they might be going into the season? The defense, hands down. Um, and, and I think that a lot of people thought, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of in that camp. Like, you lose a, a couple NFL cornerbacks in, in Echo Boydo and, and Julius Brent, you lose Felix Anidike Uzama. Like, this defense lost a lot of pieces from last year, and it, it would be not not all that shocking if they were struggling a little bit and if they, they really weren't sharp in the first games. And they've allowed 13 points through two games. Um, I think that that's really telling, especially against two teams that are probably going to be pretty solid at their, at their respectable level. And, uh, you know, I think they're, I think they're getting some good, some good pass rush. I think they're getting run stop. It's just, it's going to be interesting to see what they do this week as they play Missouri. And, um, you know, probably the best quarterback they've played so far in Brady Cook. I, I don't really know if that's uh, praise for Brady Cook or if that's kind of an indictment on, on what they've played so far. But no question, the defense has been way more impressive to me than the offense has. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the offensive line. Like, we heard all summer about, hey, they're bringing back the beef. And this is the line that, that led the way last year for Deuce Vaughn. But they have not been very good this season. Now, granted – a lot of that is because of an injury that they have at right tackle. They're having to move around some pieces. So it's not the offensive line that maybe we expected them to have. And, and once they get Christian Duffy back, like we can see them, you know, go back to what they were last year. But this offensive line has some problems right now. And um, it's, it's a little bit concerning that if they keep letting Will Howard get hit, especially from maybe like, like a blind side or anything like that, like, it's not going to be. It's going to be good for that play, and, and it could cause some long-term issues if your quarterback's taking licks. So they really got to tighten that up, especially with all this preseason hype that we gave them. Riley Gates of On3Sports.com. Your thoughts on the Kansas Jayhawks? They're off to a 2-0 start. I thought they'd have a tussle with Illinois. They really took care of Illinois pretty easily this past Saturday. They they did, um, and you know I think it was a. It was really good to see. Obviously, the quarterback's the way to go first. Jalen Daniels just – with the back tightness, I think there was a little bit of concern, like, hey, how's this guy going to look? Is he going to be the same sharp self that he was? And, and he really he really was uh, – he, he looked good from, from the very get-go. So I think you have to be very optimistic and very excited if you're a KU fan and you're off to a 2-0 start. Um, and, and, look, that, I'm a, like it's tough because Illinois had the number one defense last year. Um, but they, they lost, I mean, first-round draft pick off of that defense. They lost their defense coordinator. So it's not quite the same defense as a year ago, but you still hung 34 points on a pretty good defense. So I think that that's very encouraging. Um, they're 28-point favorites going into Nevada next next weekend. They're going to win that game. They're going to be 3-0. and um, And then, yeah, so I think you've got a lot of excitement. You're, you're going to be halfway to a bowl game. Um and it really just comes down to Big 12 play. And we'll, I think that's when we'll really see what this KU team is. Are they are they going to keep the momentum rolling from a year ago or was last year have a flash in the pan? And I'm just going to say, like, they caught – they really caught a lot of bad breaks um, in the Big 12 scheduling. Like, they have to play Oklahoma. They have to play Texas. They have to play Texas Tech. And obviously they have to play K-State. Like, those, those are – 
really tough games and, and even their easier games, quote unquote, are at Cincinnati um, and at Iowa State. Like, so it's, it's not going to be an easy go of it in the Big 12 for KU. And if they make a bowl game, if they win seven games, like that's going to be a really good season. Um, but I, you know, they definitely have the potential to be in that seven to eight win range. Um, and I think we'll learn a lot in the coming weeks about it. Look, we know their offense. We know it's good. We know they're going to put up points. Is the defense for real? You know, they held Missouri State to 17 points. Illinois had 23 and that, that offense just looked terrible for the first half of the game. So is the defense improved? Is the defense going to be like it was last year? I think that's a question that we don't know the answer to yet, and we'll figure it out uh, pretty soon. Riley Gates of On3Sports.com. A couple more for you here, switching more to the national scene. I remember us visiting this summer, and we both said, Deion Sanders at Colorado is either going to be a grand slam or it's going to be an absolute swing and a miss. And it has been the it has been the absolute grand slam. I can't think of a more perfect or a more perfect start for Rick George, the athletic director, and for Deion Sanders in Colorado than their two and zero start and all the love and publicity that they are getting to begin this twenty twenty three season. It's unbelievable. It's amazing, and Deion Sanders wouldn't agree to this, and he wouldn't tell you you're right if he said it. But this season's already been a success. They they won one game a year ago. And now they're two and zero. They're ranked, and they beat TCU and they beat Nebraska. Whatever they do the rest of the way doesn't matter. Like this was a successful season, but it's going to get even better. They're going to pummel Colorado State on Saturday. They're going to be three and zero. They're going to beat the lower level teams on their Pac-12 schedule. They're going to beat you know Arizona. They're going to beat Stanford. They probably will beat Arizona State, although they looked a little better than I thought they would be. And look, Ross, I think they're going to go to a bowl game. Like I, I think they're going to be six and six at minimum. But tell me one thing. Like, <clears throat> there's not one reason I don't think that they can hang with a lot of teams on their schedule. Oregon probably will beat them. I think that they just probably have a, a defense that's going to be able to contain them. Oregon State's going to be a tough test. Um, Utah's probably going to be a tough test. But look, they play USC at the end of September. And I, I don't know, I mean, probably hot take. I don't see, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't see any reason they can't beat USC. I, I've, I've, saw, I've seen that USC defense. They don't stop anybody. And the one thing that I noticed in that TCU game was it didn't matter how many points Colorado gave up, they were going to respond on the other end with big explosive plays. So right now, I see no reason to suspect Colorado can't hang with almost anybody in the Pac-12. I think they're going to go to a bowl game. It's just been amazing. And, like, look, I'm not the biggest Colorado fan. I'm not the biggest Deion Sanders fan. Like, I'm really just it, – it, sometimes the shit kind of gets old. But it's just fun to watch them. Like, they're, they have exciting players. They make exciting plays. And bluntly put, they have the number two player right now. And if the Heisman race – if you had to submit a Heisman vote today, Shadir Sanders would be number two on my list behind only uh, Jordan Travis at Florida State. So I think it's very legit. I think it's very fun, and they're must-watch TV every weekend. Well, they're definitely getting the must-watch TV because, uh, what is it, game day is going to be there, and once again, um, uh, Big Noon Kickoff is there for, is covering them for the third consecutive week. And, <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing, here's the thing too, about this, is that they have a quarterback, and when you have a quarterback, it covers up a lot of issues, and they have a really good one. 
That's yeah. that's the thing. If if they didn't have Shadur Sanders, my guess is they probably wouldn't be as good as they are. But they have a quarterback, and there's and the Pac-12 has a lot of them, and he just added to the list too. So it's it's been amazing to watch Shadur Sanders pick apart defenses as good as he's been through first team. We'll get you out of here on this last question real quickly. Of the real national scene, and we, we had Alabama, of course, fall to Texas in Bama. Was there anything else for the first two weeks that really stood out to you in the national scene? Uh, in that game overall, just I was a little shocked that Bama didn't kind of put up more of a fight. I mean, I know they led the game. I, I get that, but it was kind of all dominant for Texas. So I was a little disappointed to see that at Alabama. And they obviously have to have a lot of questions that need figured out. Um, my biggest concerns right now, and I'm not going to like make it a bigger, I'm not going to make a mountain out of molehill because the competition hasn't been great yet, but Ohio state and, and Georgia, the two teams that everybody kind of penciled into the college football playoff right away said that they're locked, said that they could win the national championship. They don't look very good right now. And Georgia, right. I, okay. I'm probably just guessing that Georgia's kind of sleepwalking through their games. They don't really care. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt but they haven't looked all that great from the start. Their offense is a little bit slow right now with the coordinator change. <clears throat> but at Ohio State, I'm really concerned about what they're doing at quarterback. And I think I think Ryan Day knows the answer. He just doesn't want to openly admit it, that Kyle McCord is the guy. Devin Brown just does not look all that sharp when he's in the game. The offense doesn't click the same way it needs to. And with a receiver like Marvin Harrison Jr., you have to get a quarterback established. So, Look, Kyle McCord is the starting quarterback there, period, end of story. And if Ryan Day keeps this little charade up from a few more weeks, like things are going to start to become uneasy. So he's got to start to put that down and, and really kind of finalize it. But those, those have really been the two that stood out to me. And, of course, uh, me picking Clemson to the college football playoff might have been one of the worst college football picks I've had in quite some time. Holy cow. Don't feel bad. Oh, man. I hear you. I hear you. I felt like an idiot watching that Duke game. That's for sure. I hear you 100%, buddy. He is Riley Gates of On3 Sports. It's always great to catch up, my friend. Have a great rest of your week and continue to stay on cloud 11 as long as you can. <laughs> we'll try. Uh, great stuff there from our good friend Riley Gates of On3 Sports. Okay, we'll get to our break. Come back, wrap the show with our final thoughts next here on The Blitz.